RPG fans, welcome to episode 31 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined as always by the voice of the people. The voice of the people, that's right. How are you doing? I am feeling really feisty today. I have no idea why, but I am in one of the moods where I am just, I am feeling awesome right now. It's all that, it's all that. It's all that rest and relaxation and turkey you got from last week with Thanksgiving. I di- yeah, I didn't rest. There was no resting. Not with the children's. It was just impossible. You didn't go out and do Black Friday, did you? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, I'm lying to you. Oh. I did. Man. I did. It wasn't like 6 a.m. Black Friday. It was more noonish. Um... Because, you know, I, I I went somewhere with my daughter, um, and then while we were out, I'm like, I wasn't even thinking. I don't know. I wasn't thinking, okay? So, I'm out, right? It's Friday. I have the day off. I'm not thinking anything other than that. <laughs> All right, I have to. I still have to cover some things in the backyard, so I'm going to go get a tarp. I have to get some just minor things to fix in the house, so I'm going to get that stuff. And, wow, I was stupid. I was so dumb. The, I went to Home Depot. The lines were freaking. <laughs> I'm like, what did I get myself into? I'm in there with my 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 baby girl. She's three, right? So she has to pee. So we're like, oh, we're going to the bathroom, and then we're going back into the line, and then she has to go do something else. You know what I'm talking about? And then we go back in the line, and it was just a freaking zoo at Home Depot. But that wasn't my first stop because you know why? Because I'm a moron. I went to another store. So because the tarps are way too expensive, a Home Depot. So I went to another store where I know they're less expensive. I go there, get a tarp, wait in line for 45 minutes with a three-year-old, get every single piece of whatever she wants because I'm a sucker of a dad. And then I realize I forgot something to buy. No. So I go to the next store, okay? So I go to the tractor supply warehouse. I'm like, oh, I got I just gotta go in there for one thing. I step into the entrance. The line is literally from the register to the back of the store. I've never seen that many people in this store ever. The store's been there for forever, and it's never been that full. And, you know, I try to make my way through because the way they have the registers set up is like as soon as you open the door, the registers are right there so i'm try- i just try and make my way to the back where i know the items are I'm like, and i take i just turn around and i'm not even kidding when i say the lines are from the front to the back i'm like, i just turn around i'm like you know what amelia this is just not worth it and you know i walked out and that was hopefully my black with Friday. the child though oh boy i better be i'll be right back <laughs> no. hey, yeah, but, what- but good good for that store making like uh the, the <clears throat> business for the next two years. Of course, you know, uh, yeah, I know I'm happy for them, but I didn't get to do anything I wanted to do. I didn't get to cover up you the, just you know, winterize stuff. Black Friday. I just totally spaced it out because I don't do this Black Friday stuff. <sighs> wow. What well, 
What a disaster. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you had a better experience, maybe a worse experience if you're into that thing, than Geo did. If this is your first time listening, we are the official podcast from the website SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform as well as the other platforms. This week, we've got a good show for you. We are starting off with a couple of games announcements we'll dive into the sales and releases and then we've got a list of anticipated games coming in 2019 and then a little bit of a really 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 far-fetched side quest anyway let's (laughs) jump right into the news and we're starting off this week with talks of joy con and it's not exactly Nintendo Joy-Con, all right? We're talking about a third-party Switch Joy-Con um, that is coming out fairly soon. Um, it's ne- coming out next month, that's right. Uh, this is coming to you from Nyko or Nico, N-Y-K-O? Nyko, yep. Nyko, um, and they are called the Nyko... Oh, my eyes failed me. Duallys, duallys. Yeah. And so these are um, Joy Cons. What they are, what they are pumping up, what they're promoting is the fact that they are a little bit bigger. And for those of us out there that have a little bit bigger hands and found uh, Geo for for the audio people, Geo is holding up his hands now. <laughs> but those who found the original Joy Cons to be really small, like they, they are, <laughs> and they if are. you found that uh, you know maybe you're cramping up after about half an hour, you know, or you can't get a good grip, these are um, promising, if you will. Um, they are a bit bigger. They're shaped differently. They actually have a grippable shape. So, you know, that's hope for us out there. Now, I know in the past, as with a lot of third-party hardware things, there have been some maybe issues or compatibility issues um, up to this point with some Joy-Cons. So hopefully we don't really see that with these. You know, this right. is, this is what, year two? So hopefully um, these third-party companies are finding ways to make them more compatible, make them more reliable. Um these are, I'm going to read a little bit from the article here. This is coming from NintendoLife.com. They feature, quote, multifunctional motion control and rumble feedback, and they aim to act as near-complete Joy-Con replacement. Uh, Nyko uh, says the controllers are compatible with most Switch titles and that the larger, more rounded edges allow for an improved grip, especially while playing sideways, giving more comfortable and improved ergonomics. Okay. Geo, after looking at the images, what do you think of them? I generally am not into third-party um, devices, mostly because they generally they they feel cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nyko, I mean, they're a little more reputable. So, um, and Power A, which is another uh, third-party provider for Nintendo, I think they're actually licensed uh, for Nintendo. Their products feel cheap, but this this is the first Joy-Con, I guess you could call, that has a lot more functionality. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't look like they actually connect 
to the Switch. Um, which, again, you know, are these kind of just two separate controllers? Is that what they're more going for? I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, now, for me, what I did with my Joy-Cons, I don't know if you did this, they, they have these inserts, not inserts, you insert these things into it like a grip. Mm-hmm. And I find that those work pretty good. And, you know, it requires zero mod- modification. I don't have to go buy a whole nother set of Joy-Cons or, I mean, like another third-party set of Joy-Cons. They were like 10 bucks, and they work really well. They fit my giant Sasquatch hands. And uh, I don't know. I just prefer to do something like that than to go f- for whatever these guys are carrying. Um, I mean, my biggest complaint with the, the Joy-Cons is that I think it depending, I'm just trying to look at it, depending on which side you get, there's one where they're really close together and my thumbs always kind of hit each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know if because I'm like an animal when I play on that one. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, so I, I feel like these things <clears throat> did some things right and then did some things really odd. Um, yeah. And so I think it's going to be sort of a little bit of a mixed bag here. On the point of more comfortable playing sideways you are going to get that effect because it looks if you're looking at these uh at these nyko ones it looks like they built them with that in mind because to they what you were saying the on, top, the, right? on the on oh, the actual joy cons you got that weird one um that that's like really close together and these are mm-hmm. like evenly spaced out so you're getting the same experience no matter which remote you're holding right i Nintendo Life has a has a note in here where it says that interestingly this is the first set of third party Joy-Cons to work to be able to work not connected to the Switch. So that's interesting, but I feel like you really miss an opportunity by making these like you were saying where they don't connect to the Switch at all. Right. And want to be I mean slide into the Switch. So I feel like that's really strange uh that you're 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 making such a neat a niche product that these are that you basically can only play this when your switch is docked you can only play with these while you're you know while you're playing on the tv yeah unless you kickstand it and having like a little i don't know i mean like a little party on a table or something i don't yeah it doesn't make sense and honestly i don't if i play docked which now i have a pro controller so it's it's a moot point but before i had a pro controller i never played like free handing whenever i was docked i never played that way i always slid it into the uh to the stock little um joy con controller that Mm -hmm. that came with the switch so this doesn't really work for me in that respect and honestly i feel like the joy cons are almost just as bad from an ergonomics perspective when they're actually slid into the thing when i'm playing handheld i have a lot of problems with them with being able to get a grip and everything and uh so i I don't feel like this really accomplishes as much as it could have had they been able to actually slide onto the 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 hardware console yeah yeah so that's very strange to me yeah it's essentially just another set of small tiny controllers Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. all it is. Essentially, yeah. So, so uh, I, I was hopeful for these, but 
Man, I, I just don't I, don't. I don't think that's quite for me. But I can tell yeah. you what is for me, and that's a little game coming to us next year from Bandai Namco called Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. Oh yes, I know we're both excited about this one. RP Gamer uh, put up an article the other day that has some new screenshots. Looks mm-hmm. to be uh, just over like two dozen. I can't tell if that's 15 or 16. My eyes are really killing me tonight. But wow. Yeah, dude. You need to get, I need, need to, to get go. I need to get glasses, dude. You uh, don't have glasses? They're that bad. You don't have glasses. That's you gotta get that <laughs> taken care of. Uh so yeah, these screens are high quality. They right. show a, a good bit of a variety of things, mostly battle. Uh, battle things and I think even the ones that don't have enemies in them it looks like those are possibly like attacks or something like special attacks or something Mm -hmm. so this 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 is getting me this is getting me even more excited than I already was you know because I I like the look of this game for reference for everyone you know who might not have heard my history of tales I've played the first two tales games that being uh, uh, Fantasia Destiny and then I've played a little bit of Symphonia, and that's it. So I haven't really played a Modern Tales game, and and so looking at these screens, I love the art. Right. It looks timeless. I know we were talking about what game was that we were talking about last week uh, that didn't really age. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. This this is that art style that I like because I really feel like it's a little bit more timeless. You get a little bit of cell shading. Um, and, and it really sort of leans into the cartoony and man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I am as well. There was actually a, uh, a short video. I, I don't remember what it was, uh, called or what it was showing off, but there was also a short video. It might've been a battle scene or something. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the art style, like you said, is, is timeless. It's perfect. I've been, I've been liking a lot of the, the anime style, uh, games recently. So this is, this is coming at a perfect time for me. I, I'm I forget when they said they were thinking about releasing this. Is this a January ish? I uh, this is uh, this is January 11th. Okay, is when it goes so, worldwide on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And I hope, I really hope that this is coming out the same time and not we're not having to deal with the whole Dark Souls. There's still time to delay. I There's know, still time but, to I mean, delay, but <clears throat> Dark hopefully. Souls, their whole reason, I think, was the Nintendo Online, the incorporation of the Nintendo Online. As far as I know, there is no online aspect to this, so we really shouldn't be seeing any issues. But, you know, who knows? Uh, but, yeah, this is definitely on my get game list for sure. What what I'm liking from these images is that it is giving me even even because like I said this is this is mainly battle stuff, and it's it's showing me things that I am familiar with because I did play some of the older games and I like that that's that's promising to me but it's showing right. them to me in sort of this fresh set of paint, yeah and I am. I am shocked that this game is 10 years old, even though I understand it's a remaster. But remember, guys, we were talking last week about Kingdom Hearts 3, which is a current-gen game. <laughs> Honestly, looks in some ways 
worse than this, in my opinion. I think I like the look of this better. And yeah, I know that I, it's different. It's, it's competing art styles. You can't really compare them. But in a way, this has aged really well for being a 10-year-old remaster. I agree. Uh, versus a, a current-gen game. So I, I totally agree. And just to go back on your other points, you've played a lot more Tales of games than I have. I have played none. No well, I mean, and to be so. fair, I know all the like the diehard Tales fans. I honestly haven't played. You can't really even count what I've done playing. I know, I know. right? Yeah, but but I but mean, yeah. you play Tales play of Symphonia a little bit, and that's that's like one million times more than what I've done. But I I am so excited for this. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We love it. All right, uh, let's let's talk game. Uh, announcement um this is also from rpg site uh obsidian obsidian entertainment sorry obsidian entertainment has an might be announcing a new rpg at the game awards uh they've begun teasing this game awards of course um are going live uh december 6th so uh, remember that Obsidian, we've talked about Obsidian a fairly good bit, uh, in recent, um, recent weeks, um, mm-hmm. because they were acquired. Yes. Obsidian is the one that was, that was acquired by Xbox, Microsoft yep. for Xbox. So it looks like, uh, that these T all this teasing is leading up to some sort of third person action RPG, which of course, because we're talking about on the Switch RPG uh, Switch RPG podcast, that means that Geo is going to contest the fact that it's actually an RPG because it's third person <laughs> action. Um, but there are uh, all these teasing images come in the the way of like fake ads. I mean, I guess they they are ads, but I mean they're they're meant to sort of like be ads, and and like there's like a skin cream one. It, it's you know almost it really... like it's almost like Old Spice. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got that like Old Spice uh, sort of look to it. Well, I'll tell you what, Obsidian are the uh, they developed Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, so this definitely gives me some sort of Fallout wastelandy type of vibe here. Um, kind of like that 50s retro style. Obviously, they're not totally ripping off a of Fallout. Well, but it it kind of gives me that. Now, to make Bye. matters even more interesting, in this article from RPG site, they say that last year it was revealed that this RPG is also being led by Tim Kane and Leonard Boyarski, who are the co-creators of the original Fallout. Okay. So there's a little bit more icing on the cake. There you go. So, yeah, with the original Fallouts, those were kind of had the same retro aspect that the Bethesda kind of just carried over, obviously. So I think this is where we're leaning towards. We're leaning towards a kind of a post-apocalyptic thing. That's my guess. And they're they're going to be announcing it at the Game Awards, which is coming up really fast. Someone just said it was, oh, it's coming up next week. I'm like, no, it's not. It's coming up. Wow. Next Thursday, it's next week. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's next like Thursday, insane. Yeah. And there's supposed to be a ton, a ton of announcements. Hopefully, Walmart Canada doesn't ruin it again for everyone. But 
I guess we'll have to see. Uh, for the audio people out there, go to, um, search for RPG site and Obsidian uh, Obsidian announcement art new RPG. Uh, I will read a couple. Um, and like Gio was saying, it does give that sort of retro, possibly futuristic vibe to it, a, mm-hmm. a la Fallout. Uh, it says, stay tuned for a special message from Spacer's Choice. That feels very Fallout. Stay tuned for a special message from Auntie Cleo's. Okay. Almost like it's a restaurant. Uh, order yours today. There's like a, a futuristic revolver. It's not the best choice. It's Spacer's choice. And then better than nature, Auntie Cleo's. And that is the one with all like the skincare cream and stuff yeah. like that. So very, even down to sort of like the humor is kind mm-hmm. of Fallout-esque. So yeah. I yeah. am and all that's okay. for that. Yeah, as long as it's not like Fallout 76, I think we're all for that. Now... This has been in development, seeming it seems like this has been in uh, development for a year. Okay, just a year, huh? Well, it was revealed. I guess it was revealed last year who was heading the project, so it could okay. have been in the works. All right. But my question is, does this now get tied down to Xbox exclusivity with Obsidian being in house? If if a project was pre existing. Does that still get grandfathered, you know, still get in, or is that sort of grandfathered into the the open platform? That's that's a fantastic question because I know that there are there are other titles that that are follow. I think it's Obsidian that that's done them. Uh, for example, uh, Pillars of Eternity too. Uh, I know that was going for everything, and that was way in development. I, in fact, I think it's almost going to get released for the Switch. Is kind of what I'm I'm waiting for. Um, so I would have to think that they have to kind of fulfill that promise or whatever it is they, they kind of signed up for to have that release for the switch. Now, just don't know. But if they didn't necessarily say that this was coming to a bunch of platforms, I guess they could get away with it to what you're saying about pillars of eternity. They did promise those things, um, before the, before the deal was done, if you will. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't this know. This could just be an Xbox thing and we're all hung out to dry. Not all of us. But you know, with the good relation we'll go with the good relationship. They could right. do this deal where it also comes to Switch. Only to Switch and Yeah, only Xbox. to Switch. I mean it wouldn't come to PS4. <laughs> because they don't play nice in the sandbox. They don't play nice in the sandbox. But you know what does play nice apparently in a weird way, I want to read this, and we're going to get excited, and then I want to dash our dreams. Coming from Siliconera. Speaking of cross-platform play, Dragon Quest Builders 2 has cross-platform support for Switch and PS4. So guess what, Geo? That means that our friends on the PS4 and our friends on the Switch can all play together and be happy because... Dragon Quest Builders 2 has multiplayer and we can all play together just like we do on Switch and Xbox. But that's not the case. All right. <laughs> that's not the case because you built when, me up and then you just I told you. I told you. Dashing dreams. Okay. B- 
because we talked about what was it last week? Was it two weeks ago when we had couch co-op that wasn't really couch co-op? Well, here is your cross platform support that isn't really cross platform support. Okay. Because this is what is actually the case. It is coming to switch. It is coming to PS4. Both of those things are true. We are getting it in the West at some point. Okay. And this article does more than just talk about this cross-platform. I don't want to undercut the article. The article's great. It gives a really good rundown of some information about Dragon Quest Builders 2 that we either didn't know before or we were hoping to be confirmed. I am going to do the rundown, but first off, let's cover the cross-platform support. What that actually is no you can't play together but there is a bulletin board system that uploads to the same bulletin board so you'll be able to see entries regardless of whether you're playing on ps4 or switch that's amazing there's your cross-platform support so everybody get off of sony's back okay talking about how they don't play nice with other people talking about how they're nothing but selfish rich goons well they just showed you. They did. They're all wow. for the player. So you get to you get to actually post like like a text message type of deal and then on the Switch and then the PlayStation people's can see that? You yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can also you can also use islands cuz we'll talk about that in a second. Island is sort of like your your personal hub world. Mm-hmm. Uh you can play you can use islands made from both hardwares so like you can make an island and someone on the ps4 could download that and play that island but you but can they play with you no no doesn't sound like it no i mean that's kind of not even that's not cross-platform that's a joke just like what was you know couch co-op yeah that couch don't call that couch co-op no that's a joke as well (laughs) um okay so a couple of things here, and this was uh, the, this rundown was from a Famitsu interview. Okay, so it's got some Japanese to English translation things here. Sure. But anyway, a couple of things about uh, DQ Builders Two. Uh, but bum. All right, so I believe this is this is the developer. It says when we couldn't decide on how to make Dragon Quest Builders Two, it was Yuji Hori who told me players that like the first game will purchase two, so you can't change its foundation. If it comes out as something else, they'll be let down, and that cleared up my troubles. From that day onward, we were powered up. Uh, we went with a powered up version of the first game. So. And he says up until that point, it was uh, the development was actually really rough. So we are essentially getting everything that people loved about the first one and just things built on top of it, which I think is smart because I don't think you necessarily hit everything out of the park with the first one right. enough for you to be like, we just need to go a completely different direction. I think you need to nail whatever you were going to do right. before you sort of like change things up. Sure. That sounds like the right right move, but yeah. Uh, let's see. There's an exceptionally talented AI programmer, and he's been a huge boost making the character reactions and movements. Uh, the RPG parts that made the previous game fun won't be going away. They will be enhanced. 
So that's good news, especially for Geo. Um, I, I, I was going to say, I felt like it was a little light in the RPG aspects. I, I mean, I don't want to come off as an RPG it did, snob. It, did it, did it, not, it didn't quite hit the bar. You know, I, I didn't uh, want to get into it, but it did not. It did not. But that's okay. Okay, so it seems as if that, um, like I said, the premise is that you have your island that you're building up over time through the story, through the sandbox of the game. So he says, for the island, uh, there are residents that are set to move there after you meet them in the story. Once you clear the game, you'll be free to add any character you want. If there are characters you don't care for, you can send them back to their home islands or you can have randomly created residents. Or if you want to go to an extreme, then you can even make it into an island full of bunny boys. Sure. I mean, those bunny boys are... Um, is that a band? I have, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. The yeah, Sea Monkeys too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I like that in games where... Um, where you have sort of a home hub. I even liked this about fallout four. I like the idea of a home hub and slowly building it up over the course of a game and like choices that you make through the story sort of are reflected in that home. So that like I saved this character in the story. Now he's got a little shop in my home or, you know, he's just walking around doing his own little thing. I'm like, that guy's alive because of me. So I kind of like that. Yeah, that that is cool. And there's kind of a little bit of that in Breath of the Wild. Um, I understand it's not an RPG, but there's an island where you can go and you collect certain items or whatever. And then they develop this like little town where they, they sell special stuff uh, that you can buy. So it's a little bit of that as well. So it's kind of like a base building, I guess, with RPG aspects, which is cool. There you go. And Dragon Quest Builders 2 coming, uh, releasing in Japan later this year, December 20th, and then coming to the West next year. Why the delay? I just put Is it translation? Is that what it is? Localization? Probably localization. Yeah. Yeah. Square Enix. And a oh Dragon my. Quest title. You know, it's Final Fantasy sort of does that worldwide thing. Dragon Quest. I mean, look at Dragon Quest Eleven. Look at the delay right. with that. You know. Sure. So, we didn't even get some of the versions that were released over there. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right. Last news item of the day. I kept it to last because it's a weird one, but I really wanted to get Geo's reaction to this. Impost. Yes, that is IM Post. For audio listeners that didn't see me, I had to lean real close to the television. That's IRN. What? Oh, boy. I can now (laughs) confirm it is IRN Post. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, anyway. We've got a new RPG game for smartphones called Project Babel. Everybody is rolling their eyes right now, but let me give you some hopeful things here. Some hopeful things. The scenario of the game is written by 
Kazushige Nujima. Oh boy, famous this, this for dude the f- has no glasses and he's trying to read <laughs> Japanese. He's okay. I'm sorry. You were saying it's written by Nujima. It is a t- it is a Not, tough. Uh, it's written by Kajima. Nojima, no, 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 Nojima, Nojima. Uh, yep. Famous for the Final <clears throat> Fantasy series, the first two Kingdom Hearts games, and Dragma, uh, Dragon's Dogma Online. The music is composed by Sakamoto, famous for Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy Twelve, and the Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles series. The storyline... Uh, okay, so the storyline centered around these two characters, the two characters in a world dominated by a mysterious tower. That doesn't really tell us anything. But anyway, those names, we got a Final Fantasy people in yeah, the mix. Okay. Pretty good names. The screens, I know you can't really go by screens a lot of time. Screens look interesting. Uh, they look like Final Fantasy characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you watch the trailer, we're talking... Pretty sweet looking cinematics. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet looking animation. It's a smartphone game. Now, here's the only problem. Is that they started talking using smartphone terms. And that is that the game will be free to play with item based microtransactions. Now, I understand that there's probably more money in microtransactions. But just give me an option. You know, if it's something worth it. You know, 14 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever. You know, if it's worth 10 bucks, then make it 10 bucks. And I will gladly pay for a full game rather than seeing ads, rather than having to deal with microtransactions. Just let me pay for it outright. If there's an option to remove all that stuff, I would much rather play it that way. And I, I feel like there's there is nothing like that. Where you have kind of a decent RPG smartphone game where, you know, it's, they're all based in, in microtransactions and loot boxes and all this other junk. Just charge me a, a, a flat rate or whatever it is and let me play the full entire game. It just doesn't happen that way anymore. I'm just too old for this, Phil. I'm just way too old. <laughs> I, I, I mean... mean I, I, Say for would you what would you pay? Like say for example it was ten bucks. Would you rather have that and just not deal with microtransactions? Oh, in a heartbeat. Of I think course. that the I think that the this the sad thing is that it's it's a it's a revolving door here because <clears throat> developers only do this if there's success to be had. Okay, they're not going to do this if it's not making money. Right. So I feel like they're doing this because the expectation of that market is that you do this. And so I feel like a lot of people get frustrated with that. They get frustrated with that, uh, with, you know, with that market strategy. But it's the market that's dictating it. So it's like, guys, Mm -hmm. if you're if you don't like this, stop making it happen. Um, Right. So. I I I I'm I'm a little frustrated there because I feel like we we've, we've got a couple of upcoming smartphone games that had the opportunity to sort of try to break through a little bit um and sort of change the game but I think that they're just perpetuating the uh the status quo and that was with Elder Scrolls Blades uh, also right. being free to play I don't know what type of microtransactions or what what type of money making scheme 
Uh, and I don't necessarily mean scheme in a negative way, but like literally how is Bethesda going to make money on it? Um, there's that. And now there's this. And, you know, who knows? This could just be, uh, you know, a bunch of flash and it's, and it's nothing. But, you know, with names like that and with a series, like you got the pedigree of Final Fantasy mm-hmm. at your back, you know, and, and, and like music from the, 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 the person who did, um, you know, Final Fantasy tactics and the valkyria chronicles series like that's that's pretty big time names for something and i i really i really hope this is decent i hope it actually has a story and it's not just herp you know and and kind of like dragalia lost by nintendo yeah you can kind of get by maybe the first chapter without having to put any real money into it but I, I mean, if I had the, like I said, if I had the option to throw ten dollars at it or fifteen bucks at it just to have a full fledged game, that'd be perfect. And it's gonna take, it's gonna take something like Nintendo or Bethesda, like a huge name out there, to kind of pioneer the way or change, kind of change the strategy a little bit, to where we can have these full games, full purchase games, not having to deal with these. These little loot boxes and and microtransactions, it's going to have to take a bigger bigger company to do that. Like you're not going to get a lot of these smaller guys to do that because that's that's how they're making money. But I don't know. It's just too disappointing. I almost wonder if it's going to sort of if it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take for people to, I guess think of their phones like a legitimate console because yeah. I really think that that's the problem. I think that people aren't still aren't used to the idea that this, you know, this, you know, can be a legitimate, you know, console. So right. they don't want to pay because they feel like they're, they're I mean, they're used to flappy bird or whatever, you know, <laughs> angry birds. Yeah, Angry Birds. There was a Flappy Bird too. People can there back was, me up there. yeah. So, but if you started thinking about it like a console, I think that it would be easier to swallow a you know a price tag that isn't ninety nine cents or a dollar ninety nine or free with a bajillion microtransactions. Because mm-hmm. uh, the reason I say I don't feel like people are really considering it that way is because if a say. If a 2018 RPG going cross-platform releases on PS4, releases on Switch, has maybe a little bit scaled back version, but it is the actual game released on phones mm-hmm. at $60, are you kidding me? Nobody, no. nobody would play that. Nobody would no. pay that for for a game on the phone. And I think that's just because there is an expectation that we're not getting full-fledged experiences anyway, so why not pay for it? But I mean, like, if it is the full-fledged experience, it should not be a crime to charge $60 because that's what you're charging on other platforms. You know what I mean? Like, it's the yeah, same if that's game. that's your preferred method, sure. Yeah, and, and so I think, I don't, I don't know if it's going to take that being a thing that happens and people get used to paying full price for a full game like they would on any other platform mm-hmm. and so then whenever games get made exclusively for mobile then you could charge 19.99 and people are okay because they understand this is a game made for this platform 
but it's a right. full-fledged game. I'm getting everything that I would from a Nintendo game or something like mm-hmm. that without the need for ads. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like we're a long way from it if we will ever even get there. It would, it would be a fantastic world. I would start gaming on the phone more. I say that, I but I probably wouldn't. I don't know. No, and you got to also remember, like, the install base or the player base for phone, it, like, everyone has a phone. Like, yeah. like, so, I mean, the opportunity to get those those microtransactions are pretty pretty good on a phone. So, I don't know. And uh, just, by the way, this was uh, just for Androids for right now. Androids phone. Android phones good. only. So, for Geo, but not for me. Not for you. Bum, bum, bum. Too bad. That's going to wrap up the news for this week. Some interesting stuff. Some good stuff. You totally skipped on on, on the news I've been waiting to talk oh, about. Frick, dude! Is I'm so eye- sorry, dude. Your eyesight is is god awful. No, it's not my eyesight. It's that I didn't even click on the link after you added it to the thing. <laughs> Introduce your piece of news. This okay, is the second so, week in a row I've skipped your news. That's okay. It's it's I'm used to it. I'm married. Um so um Hard West is a tactical turn-based RPG coming out. It was originally released, I want to say maybe five-ish years ago. I don't know. Um by Forever Entertainment. It's coming out. I don't think they put a date on it yet. Um, but it's, it's like a, you know, I hate when people do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. It's like an XCOM type of game. Everybody compares these <laughs> isometric kind of, it's Dark turn-based. Souls, it's XCOM. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I, all right. It's like a Mario plus Rabbids game. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's got the, you know, it's got the cover based, uh, tactical RPG type of stuff. Uh, deal but it's set in the in the wild wild west but it's also got some demon aesthetics uh in, into it as well so it's i i think the story is interesting now when you're in combat it's kind of like the traditional turn-based strategy combat but your story is more told in the overworld so when you're traveling say from camp to camp that's when your story is actually told and it's not really told to you it's more kind of just there and you actually have to read like a nerd to uh to understand what's going on so and there's also um there's also decisions that are made and kind of have after effects kind of lingering effects that affect the your long-term story so i think it's it's really cool and i think what we're getting for the switch is kind of like the definitive or ultimate edition whatever it was um i think for the most part it's got fairly good reviews which is probably why they're putting it out for for the switch um, I was actually before this was announced, I was I've been playing I've been playing a lot of strategy games. Um I don't know, it's just because I need to get my mind going because I don't want to get old quick. So I just need those kind of need to get my mind going. And um so I've been playing a lot of and then I, and I looked at my computer and I'm like, Hard West, I haven't played that in so long. So I started playing it a little bit and and then this got announced. It was almost like fate. It was just it just <laughs> happened. Uh, but it, it's um, it's it's a really cool game. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it for sure. There, all all that <clears throat> needed to happen was for me to read one line out of this article that you put up from Nintendo Life, and that is 
the first sort of like press release thing, which is explore a world where Western legends meet demons, arcane rituals, and satanic cults, and where the dead can walk the earth again for a price. That is how you sell a video game premise. It really, it's it's really interesting. Uh, um, a game, and you know the story they they tell. It's really cool, and the um, the the RPG aspect is uh, your skills are based on on cards. So you put certain cards and certain abilities you want, and each card has, say, for example, a uh, jack or a queen. So if you if you build your 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 deck, I guess you could call it in a certain way. If you get like a full house that further enhances some abilities, it's it's got some cool uh, mechanics there in it. So I think, like I said, I think a lot of people are that missed out on this because it was a kind of a PC only uh, are are gonna really really enjoy this game. So I'm I'm happy. I'm really excited and happy that this is coming out. Excellent. I'm glad that you got to share that piece of news with us. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> no thanks because to you me. didn't. You don't care about me, so I mean, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our news for real this time. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's let's go over what we've been playing this week. What you've been playing over there? Oh, what have I been playing? What have I've you been... not been playing? That's a shorter <laughs> list. Um, well, I haven't played playing hard. No, I did play Hard West. I I got Starlink. Actually, I got Starlink. I okay, haven't yeah. been able to play it uh, quite yet. I, I all right. I have a question. Sure, I have a question. Shoot, shoot me that question. Did did you pull a maneuver and get Pokemon Let's Go out that of the was Christmas gonna, present? <laughs> that was going to be my next um, my next item to discuss. <laughs> that you made me steal my son's Pokemon Let's Go. Because I wanted, <clears throat> I wanted to make sure that it worked. Oh yeah, yeah because yeah, I mean yeah. I'm gonna be holding on to it until Christmas, so I'm like I gotta make sure this works just in case. You know I gotta return. It. I want to get that well, over with. And the last thing you want is for your son to open this <clears throat> on Christmas and then not be able to play it because it was a bum disc or something. You know, right? So I took it out <clears throat> incognito. I, I might have even gone into a closet to open it up. So I opened up the game. I put it in my Switch. I haven't played it at all yet. I do want to play it. Don't get me wrong. I do want to play it. You know what I was really surprised? I put it in there. There was no day one patch. It was like version 1.0. And Welcome it's still back on, to the 90s. And it's still on version 1.0. It's amazing. Like They just got it right, right <laughs> out of the box. You never see that. Like, how yeah. many of these games come out unfinished, unprepared, and you got day one patches, day five patches, day 30 patches? Like, it's still on version 1.0. How, how, like, you never see that. So, two games, those are two games I haven't played, but I have. I do have them. Actually, did you buy anything on Black Friday at all? No, no. No, okay. Well, I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got um, a pretty good deal Monster Hunter World. Okay, for I got Xbox. it for 12, 12 bucks. Hey, there you go. Yeah, Xbox One. I, I mean, it's gonna be game I, of the year. I feel like yeah, it's a game. It's good. It's in. It's got to be a decent game, right? So I figured it's it's still in the shrink wrap. I'll play it eventually. Um, so for twelve dollars, I got Monster Hunter World. I got Fallout seventy six. Probably will collect dust <laughs> until the end of time. Um, <laughs> go ahead, put it in the vault. 
<laughs> so yeah, that that may never come out of its case, other than the 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 power the helmet. Okay, um, that's really what I wanted. Um, so I got my helmet. That'll be on display very soon. As soon as I get my other display case. So I got Fallout seventy six. And then I also got some uh, used games, some used games I've been looking at, Persona 4 and Grandia 2. Um, so I've been looking at those games. Um, I do a lot of my shopping, and I get really good deals on Instagram. A lot of people don't don't look at Instagram as a shopping uh, place, but there's a lot of claim sales people do. And there's usually collector to collector, or anybody for that matter. And you just, a lot of people have good good uh, variety of things. So I bought two of those games for a fairly good deal um but what have i actually been playing uh transistor i just completed transistor um still i'm still uploading uh videos for that on youtube but i finally finished it i i think i have about four or five hours in it uh, a beautiful game beautiful environments beautiful music the enemy variety is is a little lacking the combat is a little chunky i really got used to the combat towards the end of the game which is kind of annoying to me because the whole pretty much the entire game i'm struggling with the combat and then towards the end i'm like a pro but because it's kind of a short shortish game and then i started still playing diablo and then i started into the breach which is kind of like a uh like a chess strategy game Hmm. uh, with a lot of rpg uh, mechanics in it so Enough RPG mechanics. Enough, yes, it's an RPG. All right, get off, get off of it. All right, and um, that's it. Wow, wow, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, if you're if you're listening to this one while you're driving, either one drive with your knee or two pull over. Let's give him a round of applause. Thank you. And then I don't know if I mentioned this. I finished uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, look did at I mention, you! Look at did you! Did I mention that? And also, Castlevania was freaking awesome. I, and I so was Sabrina. I still haven't watched a single episode of that, but I have heard only amazing <clears throat> things about season two. Yes, definitely watch Castlevania. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a certain fight scene. It's kind of closer to the end where the music is kind of a throwback. It's essentially a throwback to. Castlevania and Simon's Quest. They play a, a song called Bloody Tears. And it's probably my brother-in-law is the same way, feels the same way. It's probably one of the one of the best 8-bit songs you'll ever hear. Bloody Tears, Castlevania. And they do a rendition or a fight to it, and it's free it's phenomenal. It's it's unbelievable. It really is. So is it, I've been what have you been doing? Alright. I did play something this week. I, I saw it. I'm going to say I saw it. It was for literally five minutes. I played I played a little bit. I played a little bit longer. It was okay. a little bit longer. Uh, I got the itch to go back to Breath of the Wild for a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I got, got the itch. And Ooh. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. I had to relearn that game. Oh, man. You don't realize. Listen. People, you do not realize how much you had to learn about Breath of the Wild. You had to learn its language. Yeah. Because by the end of it, by the by the end, you know, you were fluent. You were fluent in Breath of the Wildianisms. Okay. Right. You knew how everything worked. 
But let me tell you, once you get used to how things work and do not work in other games, going back to Breath of the Wild is honestly a trial in patience. Because, number one, obviously the physics. I had to relearn the physics again, okay? Because I'm not used to being able to climb onto everything and being able to fall off of everything and being able to... Okay, real thing that happened. I was in the um, volcano area, okay? The volcano area, you know, where, for those of you who are not familiar with Breath of the Wild, all three of you out there, because this game is so, like, physics-based and, like, stuff just is logical and it makes sense because of course it would be this way. Okay. So you got a volcano area where we'll literally burn you if you don't wear the right kind of equipment. Yep. Uh, wooden, wooden weapons, uh, wooden weapons that are on your back will just catch on fire because they're wooden in a volcano area. Okay. So we're dealing with things like that. All right, so I had I re okay I realigned myself with all that stuff. Then was out in the in this area, came across some enemies that were shooting arrows at me. So ducked behind cover, you know, doing a little Tom Clancy, you know, Rainbow Six cover fire. <laughs> pull! I was like, you know what? Let me use sort of like the 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 strong the strongest arrows that I have. So of course I pull out my bomb arrows. Oh okay? no. I played this game for, a th- I cannot remember, it was well over 160 hours, which I know for Breath of the Wild, not very long, but over 160 hours in this game, I have never pulled out bomb arrows in the volcano area. <laughs> and I did that for the first time, fired one off, it blows up in my face, because of course it does, because... <laughs> the environment lights the fuse on the bomb arrow and it blows up in my face, blows me back off of the mountain that I was on, and I slid for a good 10 seconds to my death. <laughs> and I could not even be angry because the game outsmarted me. And that is Breath of the Wild in a nutshell. You have yep. to relearn the language. And let me tell you, I almost threw every single one of my weapons that I wielded at one point or another, almost threw it straight into the ground because I kept hitting the right bumper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that volcano area, I, that, I think that was my, might have been my least favorite area. Um, but yeah, you can cook food just on the ground. Um, you that yeah, you have to wear the right equipment. It's just yeah, you like I still kind of keep up with it because my son kind of wants to play it every once in a while, and then he gets stuck on a certain part, like a a trial or whatever. So I'll end up having to relearn it again. So I've been kind of just doing that off and on for a little while, but I can't imagine staying away from it for a while and then just again, like you said, having to re readjust to playing it again because yeah some of the controls are a little a little different like where you you would think that buttons would be it's just yeah so yeah but ladies and gentlemen can i tell a little story real quick um do you need me to step away no no you stay you stay okay i'm gonna hang out i'm gonna hang out breath of the wild not always the most intuitive game Maybe not everyone's favorite game, but I will say 
that it has given me and and replaying replaying it this past week kind of made all these things flood back into my head. It has given me some of my favorite, most memorable moments in gaming ever. Um, and, and things that I had just forgotten about because like these things just happen while you play and it's just like one out of you know 10 or 15 things that'll happen in a session and then you don't think about it. But I was thinking back on it because I was running around because in this in this save file, I've actually never, I've not beaten Ganon. I, I've not I've not completed the game. Wait, ever. Have you beaten the game? Have you beaten file. the game? No. But what? Because 160 hours and I've not beaten the game. That 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 is a test. That is a very Bethesda like thing. I've never beaten Skyrim either, and I've played almost a thousand hours in that game. But what Thank I will you. say is that it's given me some of the, the greatest sort of memories. And one of those is or a couple of those. Okay. Um, is my first time running into that volcano town because you can't get the armor unless you go into the, you town. go into the town. It's terrible. And you are going <laughs> to be running in there with your butt on fire and you're just losing hearts, losing hearts, losing well, you hearts. Have to, you have to make a potion or something to kind of withstand that. Can you make and that potion before you get there? Yes. I did not do that. And that is why <laughs> that was very memorable. Because I ate so much food just replenishing hearts on my journey to that town. And so yeah. I quite literally skidded into the armor shop with half a heart buying the equipment as quickly as possible. I did is, the same thing. Happened. And I only know about the food because that's what my brother-in-law did. He's kind of a much more he's a much smarter person than I am. And that's what he told me to do, but it was way it was already too late. Like in your situation, it's just too late. You just you just had to deal with it. Um and also for for the record um, I did look up uh, speed running times for Breath of the Wild, and we're looking seventeen <clears> minutes. <throat> what do you think? Seventeen? No, no, no. That that would be really fast compared okay. to these guys. Thirty-one minutes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was under an hour. Yeah, I've Not seen, I've seen, I've seen the, um, I've seen like the sped up, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like it was five minutes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive. That's one of that's mm-hmm. one of my that's one of my favorites. Uh, another was uh, remember going into the water town. Yep. I hated I hated that trail getting there. Yeah, because it's confusing, right? It's confusing. You got those things shooting at you. So the second time, because that was the first time I played it on the Wii U. The second time when I got my Switch, I said I'm not doing that trail again so what oh, i did i i know it when you talk okay yeah, yeah I, yep you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i said to, I'm to never get doing even it again. to get there right yes because you gotta yeah. like follow the prince like he's like he's like shifting in the water he's like follow me and then it's right. like eight hours of uh, of of travel anyway i said i'm not doing it again the special thing that I did with my switch game or my my switch version was I completed all of I've completed all the all the shrines. Okay. I purposely just went around the world just and completed all the shrines. So I I got you know max health, max stamina, and I got a lot of stamina. 
a lot of stamina because you need a lot of stamina for what I did to get to that water town. I climbed up the top of the mountain behind it and <laughs> glided over all of the other surrounding mountains to land in the throne room of the king and said, hey, what's up? <laughs> I had never even talked to the prince and the game knew that I hadn't and it didn't matter. It just like shifted the dialogue a little bit and you know, just hats off to that game. Yeah, yo, no, definitely hats off to the game. It's just not an RPG. Um, so what do we, is that all you played? Uh, a little bit of Kirby. Kirby, huh? A little bit of Kirby, yeah. Nice. Uh, the All-Star Allies or whatever it's called or mm-hmm. whatever the the four-player one is. Cool. It's all, it's all right. Yeah, no, it's you're right. It's all it's right. It's not bad. It's not bad. And that's, that's all about about it's, all I can say. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I felt like no matter what I did in that game, I could never lose. Like, I is, was that never... a, is, a, is that a staple of Kirby? Because I, I played... Uh, Epic Yarn is the only other one that I've played, and that was like that. Like, you could not die. Right. I don't know if that's a thing. I have no idea. Yeah. But it, I definitely felt, like, invincible through the entire game. Mm-hmm. Which is good for my son, because that's who I got it for, and he and he completed the game. So, it's all good. <sighs> yes, sir. All right. Let's look at sales and releases, everybody. Sales and releases brought to you by Meatball Sub on SwitchRPG.com. Remember, you can head over to SwitchRPG.com for um, all your Switch RPG content that you want, articles and videos and all that jazz. And then also you can use SwitchList.app to find your next Switch title. Sales and releases brought to you by Meatball Sub. Uh, releasing this week, we've got Mordheim Warband Skirmish. That sounds like a winner. Released on November 26th. Remember, you're listening to this on November 28th. Well, if you're listening live, you're listening on November 28th. If you're listening on Friday is- when this is releasing, that's the 30th. Uh-huh. Yes. It's currently the 28th. Yes. It is currently the twenty eighth. Yes, it currently yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so this, uh, so Mordheim released on the twenty sixth. Cat Tales releases November 29th for fourteen ninety nine. Reviewed by Meatball. It was Crimson Keep releases November 29th to a twenty percent off discount. So it's wow. releasing. And I had to make sure this is the new game releases, and it is. It's releasing at fifteen ninety nine. I'm guessing it's releasing with a twenty percent off discount. Well, yeah, it's the Amazon Amazon discount. So yeah. Oh. Uh Mar Marinian Tavern Story, Patty and the Hungry God releases never twenty ninth at nineteen ninety nine. So just a smashing week for releases. Cool. Just an amazing week for releases. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of those brand new games still cheaper than Lost Sphere and 
<laughs> I am Setsuna. <laughs> On sale this week, Bastion is 20% off at $11.99. Battle Chasers Night War is 35% off for $25.99. Chicken Assassin Reloaded is 20% off for $6.39. Child of Light Ultimate Edition, half off for $9.99. Crimson Keep, releasing this week, 20% off for $15.99. Darkest Dungeon, 25% off at $18.74. Disgaea 5 complete, 25% off at $29.99. Dragon Sinker, 20% off for $10.39. Dungeon Rushers, 50% off for $7.49. Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition HD, the longest title in existence, except for maybe one of the Atelier games, 35% off for $19.49. Final Light the Prison, 60% off for $279. Heroes of the Monkey Tavern, half off for $4.99. Hyper Light Drifter Special Edition, 20% off for $15.99. I am Setsuna, half off for $19.99. Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf, half off for $7.49. Lost Fear, 60% off. 60% off. Holy. Not for $9.99, but for $19.99, 60% off. Mecha Storm, 40% off, $11.99. Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, 25% off for $44.99. Next up, Hero, half off for $9.99. Regalia of Men and Monarchs Royal Edition, 10% off Should for I get a drink or something? <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Reigns, Kings, and Queens, 30% off for $5.59. Shining Resonance Refrain, half off for $24.99. South Park, Fractured Behole, 60% off. South Park, Stick of Truth, half off. Starlink, Battle for Atlas Edition, 25% off for $44.99. Steam World Heist, Ultimate Edition for $9.99. The Elder Scrolls V for $29.99. Titan Quest for $26.99. 79, sorry. Undertale for $12.74. That seems like a pretty good deal. Last but not least, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is half off, and West of Loathing is that weird 11% off for $9.79. Somebody called Geo. And we're back. I heard I heard you say my name. And Hi. we're back. What are we doing? We just finished uh, the side quest, actually. Oh, the side quest? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that's going to wrap it for episode 31. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. don't don't do that to me. All right. So there you go. Remember you can find your sales and releases every week from switchrpg.com. I, I felt like I felt like I needed a tagline there, like switchrpg.com. Let's go places. <laughs> sure. That'll be it. We'll have to write that in. Yeah. Unless you just want to change it up every episode. That's fine too. Now, Gio, you know what time it is? It's time to pack your bags we're going on a side quest and the reason why we're going on a side quest so soon (laughs) is because the listeners have not provided us any content to discuss so you know what you know what you know what hang on hang on you know we actually did jump the boat because we did have some responses from our question last week so i guess we could do that first that was last week's side quest was do you have any release date purchases that you regret Mm mm-hmm or maybe that was just a question. I don't remember. I don't no, I think what we did I, last I think week. We'll, we'll do whatever we want. Yeah, okay? yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Sure. All right, so responses from last week from Twitter. <laughs> 
And for anybody who didn't see the tweet, we tweeted out, do you have any release day purchases you regret? And under that was a gif of Fallout 76. <laughs> who, who would have done that? I don't know who that could have been. Anyways. Hence earlier in the episode. Uh, some responses here. Timothy Taylor. I hope the Switch version improves, but Vampire is definitely one. It was okay, but I was beyond hyped for it, and okay was my reward. Ouch, that hurts. From Timothy that was a Taylor. first game, right? Roll Tide. Like, yes, it was. Roll Tide? What does that mean? Uh, Ard Van Pierre. No Man's Sky, hands down. I could definitely oh, yeah. see that one. Buzz for that game for over three years. Finally get it. Nothing but crashes every two minutes. Didn't care. Everything they promised wasn't there. I just wanted to play it. Go. Okay. They've totally redeemed themselves. Two years later. But they totally redeemed themselves. You are correct, but... Yeah, Under no, it was the rules of the question day one. I I can totally see being bombed. I sure. was so excited for yep. No Man's Sky. And thankfully, by the time it came out, I did not have a PS4 and therefore could not get disappointed because I could not get the game. Yep. It was the it was the best of both worlds. I, I got had excited same, same and it didn't issue. get ruined. Yeah, I never, you know, I still never. I've always, I just watched. I remember when that game came out. Came out again. I was excited for it, and I didn't have a PlayStation Four. I would just watch streams of people playing it, and and I would keep watching. And I'm like, oh, this is really not what they promised. What's going on here? I just continue to watch. I'm like, oh boy, it's not looking good. Not looking good at all. Two while says Super Bomberman. On the Super Bomberman? Oh, that's, on the that's Switch. The picture. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's the picture. Yeah, no, I thought he was talking on on the Super NES. Uh, no, nah, this is the this is yeah. Switch. Yeah. Okay. Um, Meth uh, Project Myriad is his actual handle. Okay. He says, surprisingly, no. Granted, there haven't been many, but I've enjoyed every one I've bought on release day. Similar to my answer, like I said last week, I was not trying to be, I was not trying to cheat my way out, but I actually don't get a lot of games day one, and the ones that I do, I typically have researched for months and months and months. I would have been gotten by the previously mentioned No Man's Sky, however, because I was still very excited about that game day one. I just, like I said, did not have a PS4. So, I would have been gotten. That was a great... You would have been gotten great good. Choice. Good, gotten good. Or bad. Good. Uh, ba, ba, ba. John Harvey has X-Men Destiny. I don't know if that is one game or if that is two games. <laughs> <laughs> As in, there's an X-Men game and a Destiny game. Was there an X-Men Destiny game? I'm not entirely sure. Let me uh, give that a little uh, bing here. and um, It and has to out. be one game because his his uh, his follow-up to that was so bad but could have been so good. Broke my heart. It really did. He's using a singular pronoun, it. I'm using yep. my grammar skills here. So that, to me, tells me it is, in fact, one game. It's just interesting. I wow, said you're destiny. Like Sherlock so that's like Holmes and a liter- literary genius. 
literary. You said know. it, not me. Yeah. Okay. Liter- literary. Uh, but yes. anyways, yes, Literally. it is. It is one game released for the PS3, Xbox 360, the Wii, and the Nintendo DS. Well, the reason why you were disappointed in that game is because that was the era of terrible superhero games that had to be redeemed by Arkham. That's probably the only good superhero game. Debatable. Oh, I mean, but, I haven't played yes. the, the new Spider-Man, so I, I really can't say. But well, I mean, but I mean, like I was saying, especially in that era. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was when we were getting. God, who was, was it? Konami that put out like a Spider-Man every two months. I can't oh. remember who the. Um, I cannot remember who the developer is. Who who? I mean, they were just putting Spider Man, the Spider Man multiverse, and all this, that, and the other. Speaking of Spider Man into the Spider Verse, hailed oh. as the greatest Spider Man movie of all time. Oh, that looks really good. Switch dot bit says White Knight Chronicles two. I loved the first one, but the second they ruined it by listening to reviewers and changing the gameplay up to appease them. Um, ruined it. Those those reviewers don't know anything. No, they don't. And there you go. Thank you for the responses to our side quest last week. But yeah, where were the questions this week, guys? Come on. That's okay. Yeah, they, that's okay. We got we next week. We still love you. Well. Uh, we what? still love you, Gio. Tell us what this week's side quest is. This week's side quest is, uh, again, this is the original. This is the original meaning of side quest, meaning not related to games at all, at all. Uh, just a, Just a question, okay? No, the the question. Now, if you're th- like I'm in, we're in agreement here, right? We're going. We're, am I we're going speaking in the, right? the same language. Okay, bingo. Now the question is: If you could learn any animal language, what would it be, and why? I'll let you go first. Gina, now let's take a- this as as serious as we can. Okay, I don't want to mess around here. This I'm not messing around. Question. I'm not messing around. I've gotten I mean, I really see the close smile. to the mic. People listen to the audio. I just like went right up in the mic because I was going to get real low here. And I was going to say this. I just saw the smile on your face and we can't uh, have that. Sh- <laughs> All right. See? Here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the easiest answer of a side quest I've ever had to make. The easiest? Because the easiest answer because when... Wait, now, did you actually say the say the question? Did I black out <laughs> during that? Did I answer the question? Did you actually say what was what was the question? Yeah, would you what animal language? Yeah, okay, 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 okay. okay I blacked okay. out. I was focusing so much. <laughs> animal language has to be has to be the king of all nature, lions. Okay, lions, Be, lions because Dude, you're way off. No, listen to me. Listen to me. What is one of the single greatest movies of all time? The Lion King. Also, what's being remade soon? And the trailer just came out and gave me chills for days. The Lion King. Okay. 
Go look at that trailer for the new Lion King and tell me you do not have an emotional response to those computer-generated lions, if we can call them that, because they look so realistic. Okay. Now, another serious question. Yes. Is it a live-action Lion King? What do you mean, is it a live-action Lion King? There aren't humans in there, so... It's not, right? They didn't train the animals. You know what? I didn't need you to get all snarky with me. <laughs> it was just a simple question. They're talking animals. No, um, okay, do you remember the Jungle Book? I do. Okay, which... Like the, the John Favreau Jungle Book. Yes, okay. which, okay, I liked a lot. But that, that is, that's what it looks like. It... Because mm-hmm. uh, well, it's John Favreau. Because just yes, because despite what you may have thought about that movie, if there was one thing that was pretty amazing about it, it was to me the special effects, the like the visuals. Yep. Those were some really freaky, realistic looking animals, and that is sort of the visual style that the Lion King is taking to. The animals are talking. We've got Donald Glover as Simba. I mean, this is just like. Speaking to me on so many levels, and yep. but seriously though, the majesty of lions is just insane. So, also, the Lion King was like a very formative movie of my childhood. I mean, like that was all, all of it, all of it. So you, the worst thing about your- Lion King is its inclusion in Kingdom Hearts two. You had the floor, and, <laughs> and the Lion King two. Which was oh wow yeah <laughs> true 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 um but another the great thing about this new Lion King live people are calling it live action and I always like to yeah no bust but I get I get what off. you mean by that yes it, yeah. it's not I mean, it's, animated in the in the normal sense no um but the the best thing about it is James Earl Jones is isn't it so that's that's perfect yes. Yeah. So, so you would like to just go out into the African wilderness and like to just communicate with? Yes. Them. Are you kidding me? You would die. They would eat you. If I could communicate with them, I'd be like, "Hey, don't do that. Don't, don't eat me, please." I'm your friend. I um, could be the Mowgli of the Lion King. That would be my dream come true. <laughs> And lions, huh? Okay, I, I, I mean, I thought maybe you would go traditional. You know, I'd like to speak with my dog. Oh uh, no, come on! Like, I, like I, an, I am legend dog. with Will Smith, and he just kind of he's out with his dog hunting zombies and just talking to his dog and understanding him. R.I.P. Dog. R.I.P. Dog. Dude, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert for a ten-year-old movie. No one has seen that movie yet. Um. Okay, for me, um. It's going to have to be dolphins. Now, I see the smirk on your face. Um Yeah, that's a great pick. I can't I can't even deal with this. You know what? This is a bad idea. No, okay, okay. Tell me why dolphins. <laughs> I mean, there's they already communicate a ton with yeah, each other, yeah. not in just roars because that's boring. No, yeah. But they they these these dolphins communicate already in pods. They communicate with each other. They have the they already have their own set of language. I want in on it. I want to know 
what's going on. I want to know what's going on with Sally in that pod. Like, what is she, is she messing with, with my, my brother over here? Like, I need to know all the gossip between these dolphins. Like there's gotta be, there's gotta be some stuff going down between pods. I want in on it. I want in on all of that. And if not dolphins, some sort of marine animal, like whales even, like what are they singing about? They feel like they're just singing the blues. Like what are they so sad about? Like they, they shouldn't be they shouldn't be sad at all. They're majestic animals. And I mean, it doesn't sound like they're singing a you know a heavy metal song or anything. It sounds like they're they're just singing the blues with uh with Ray Charles and and I don't know. I want I wanna know. What's what's why so down? Why are you guys so down here? You guys should be happy. Yeah, th- th- those are good. Those are good. <laughs> those, are good. those are good. Those are really good because you sold me, and I and, and I think I think it's actually good. I went land, you went sea. Yeah, but you also cheated. You also did two, so I'm oh. going to get a second one in here. Oh boy, okay. And I'm going. The opposite end of the coin, but I'm not going dog. I'm going wolf. If you want to talk about something that talks in quote unquote pods and or packs and communicates and is sleek and beautiful and gorgeous and deadly. Give me in on that action. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, what I'm talking about. Give me that wolf nature. The wolf nature, the pack. I could get on that, but that's. But that's the dog, really. So you kind of went, you went cheesy. I went cat dog. I went cat dog. Why would you do that? Because you went dolphin whale. <laughs> I had to ground this. <laughs> I, I went, I went too far over the edge. I, I apologize. Went dolphin whale. I Listen. just feel like dolphins can basically communicate with us already. So it was like, <sighs> but they can't. They can't. Uh, right. No, you're you right. Know what? You're right. You're right. You're I'll, right. I'll I mean, up. they do have a very sophisticated language, and if we could tap into that, that'd be cool. Listen to me. I'm gonna put a poll up when when the audio version of this gets put out. Okay. Yeah. With the side quest. Guess here. what? We 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 gave four options for people to B- choose from. Bingo. So I'm gonna win. I mean, I'm not gonna create a bunch of burner accounts to win, but I'm just saying. <laughs> That dolphins might have the edge here. I mean, if you didn't do that for the Switch RPG World Cup, then I, I didn't because I, I my my team lost and we totally messed that World Cup up, huh? With the, <laughs> we'll figure it out the next year. Oh man! But yeah, all right, cool. Bonus side quest, real quick. We are. Over time, so we are going to give this one real quick, but we teased it at the beginning. Anticipated games. Geo, give me two anticipated 2019 releases. Well, we went over uh, uh, Tales of Vesperia. I want to play Fire Emblem Three Houses so bad. Um, so Fire Emblem Three Houses, and then also Decay of Logos. I've been harping on this, mm-hmm. this bandwagon for, for quite a while. Um, I've been following them for quite a while. They, they've just been c- progressing phenomenally. So I want to play Fire Emblem and Decay of Logos. Uh, for me, Final Fantasy XII Zodiac, uh, the Zodiac Age, I think is a masterpiece of a game 
regardless of the fact that it's a remaster, it is just a wonderful game, a lot to do, so much content, and it's going to be handheld. Now, I if you've listened to this podcast from like episode one, you will know I've been calling for this for forever, so I'm excited about that. Also, um, Dragon Quest XI, uh, because mm. I didn't really play it much on PC. It was one of those deals where I was playing it on PC and I'm like, man, I wish I wasn't constricted to the PC right now. So that's going to be another major RPG handheld on the Switch where we love it. Um, and then last but not least, um, Decay of Logos for me. It, it deserves a second. Wow. A second endorsement. Gio and I have been waiting for this game for a long time, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Hopefully it's coming this year. I'll, I'll, uh, I don't know. They, I thought they said fall, and it's still technically fall, but I don't know. We'll see. Don't and rush then, it. And then, and then finally, the game that's bringing uh, true, true uh, crossplay to Switch and PS4, um, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 31 of the Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for being a part of the show, sending all those responses to our side quest last week. Be sure to check Twitter. So if you put the poll up tonight, can you make it for like three days? You can, yeah. Okay, make sure to do that. Because people listening on Friday, you need to weigh in. You need to weigh in on the poll. I can wait till Friday. It gives me enough time to make a count. I mean, to uh, set up oh, the, oh, the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Making all those email addresses is a pain. Yep. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you head over to Twitter and vote in our poll of what animal language would you like to speak if you vote lion or wolf. You get special brownie points. Anyway, remember, this is the show that you can listen to each and every Friday. You can watch it live on Wednesday at... 9.30 Eastern Time US Time <laughs> I do that every single week <laughs> you can listen on your favorite app on Fridays though and if you like what you hear you can head over to patreon.com slash switch RPG throw us a dollar too if you can if not no worries you just being part of the community is what matters to us once again thank you for listening until next time I'm going to be going to perfect that Breath of the Wild linguistic degree. Wow. Have a good night, guys. Good day. Good night. Whenever, wherever you are. See you. Bye.